king in it. Rule your own world. What is happening, guys? We're Craig and Amy, and welcome to our brand new spanking podcast. Hopefully, you're not deaf now already. After the first few seconds, gotta bring the energy and the love and the passion, <laughs> Craig. The passion's there. So yeah, this is our first ever podcast. If you've seen our travel videos before, you'll know us as a travel duo. We've been all around the world, haven't we, kid? We have, yeah, seen Craig. Some places. We've definitely got the faces for video, so I'm not sure why we started a podcast. <laughs> you got a face for a podcast. So. <laughs> this podcast is going to be about travel. We're going to be talking about our stories. We're going to talk about social media. And just whatever tickles our fancy, really. Yeah, I guess just give you a little idea of who King and It is if you don't watch King and It. Who are we? What have we done? Why should people listen to us? So, um, we're Craig and Amy, uh, 20-something... Oh, you're not even 20 anymore. Shut up. Craig's 30. Prime of Lime, son. And we're from South Wales, a little town called Barry. What was the next question? What have we done? Why should people listen to us? So, like, King in It in a nutshell is, yeah, we travel the world and we try and get companies on board to sort of help fund our trips. So we've worked with GoPro, we've worked with Hostel World, we've worked with Eurotunnel, PC World, and we've actually worked with our own country as well, Visit Wales. PC World, though. That. That. <laughs> Amy fainted on set, making brilliant, a scene. Brilliant, professional, down to a T. It's uh, my workmate. So, he's just, uh, so just on the floor. Can we just wait for a minute? Has anybody got a LucasAid for her? Put the LucasAid in her mouth. <laughs> Give her a biscuit. That's all she wanted. <laughs> uh, Good times, Craig. <laughs> so, and we've also, just to add to our accolades, we had a viral video about two years ago. Not like we were trying to milk that, but we're the real deal. Do you know what I mean? Definitely milk it. It hurt, Craig. Yeah, I threw a fish at Amy if you haven't seen that video. On Facebook, I had like 30 million views or something. I think it went so mad because everyone was like, is it real though or is it fake? But mm. we, you know, we obviously just put it out. Craig fully double-handed that fish to my face. It hurt. It's a whole nother podcast, that one, isn't it? It is, it is. So, welcome to the podcast. Uh, did I say what we're going to be talking about? Yes, you did. Yeah, travel and that. Yeah, because that's all we know, Craig. You any good at German? No, exactly. Jagen. No. <laughs> So this first episode is going to be a get to know us. So you can kind of, if you if this is the first time you've pressed play, you're like, who are these little weirdos? We're going to tell you who we are and where we came from and what we're doing here. That's right. Cause and why we do what we do. Because King and It is the tits. Yeah. And if you don't know, then you need to get to know. And this isn't just, our oh, we're the tits. King and It is like a movement. And this can be applied to your life. What's our slogan? Rule your own world, Craig. Rule your own world. Are you listening? If you're out there and you want to do something with your life, this podcast is going to help you, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's directly for you. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Right for you, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Right for you. (laughs) So, we've been together for nearly 10 years. Can you believe that? I I actually can't, though. That's such a long time. How have I coped? But it's flown by, haven't it? Yeah, it's gone pretty fast. Really fast. Have you got some, like, really, like, special plans for us? Because we're going to be in... We're going to be in Turkmenistan, aren't we? Is it? Turkmenistan this year? If anybody's been following our videos, we've actually booked onto the Mongol Rally this year. Whoop. So we're going to be travelling from our hometown in Barry in Wales all the way to bloody Russia in a little Fiat Panda. 1.2, £600. So who, who decided on that? Um, Our mate Sam convinced us, didn't he? So it's going to be a brilliant journey... But yeah, obviously our 10-year anniversary is right in the middle of it, so mm. 
I'm expecting like pack of noodles. I hope so. Better, better than that. <laughs> There's got to at least be a slice of cake there somewhere. I'll get you some cake. Don't worry about that. So yeah, it's been ten years, but um, when we met, it was just before I was going to go away, wasn't it? Yeah. So I was off on a round on a round the world trip with my pal James, and Amy showed up to my leaving party in a little blonde wig. I did. Why do you have a wig on? So my backstory is a little bit. Well, we don't we don't want it to be sad because it wasn't sad because I'm still alive and uh, healthy, healthier than ever today. But I have just had like loads of biscuits. So. <laughs> but yeah, back in two thousand and eight, when I was seventeen, I was diagnosed with cancer. The type of cancer I had was called Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I sort of realised it was there because I had a lump in my neck. So it was like the size of like a pea to begin with. And it was around Christmas time and my mum was like, oh, just keep an eye on it. Um, so I did. And I was working in TK Maxx at the time. I was the supervisor. I was really professional. Hang on, before we go any further, how did that happen? I was just... I, they obviously saw my potential <laughs> and how brilliant I was at customer service. I'm a people person, Craig. You were a supervisor. I was a supervisor. That should have been illegal. <laughs> Carry on. So it was Christmas time, my mum was like, keep an eye on the lump. And then after Christmas, it turned into like half a ping pong ball size. And I was getting all the girls to poke it. And I was like, girls, poke this, what's this? It didn't hurt at all. I didn't feel any different. But we had it tested. And the woman was like, we think it's cancer. And I was like, shit, man. Are you actually kidding me, though? Yeah, I don't think you can... I can't really remember that when she said it because she said, oh, we think it's Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I was like, righto, um, where's me tablets? Let's get this gone. Thinking it was some kind of like throat infection. But yeah, turns out that it was cancer. So that was that was bloody mental. That's crazy, man. For Imagine. that age as well. I know. But the fir- my first thought was like, am I going to lose my hair? And she was like, 50% yes. And of course, it all came out. I was a little bald man. I didn't have any hair on my whole entire body. Not even on my toes. You, oh. got, you grew back though on your toes, didn't you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, what are you on about? Didn't you have like an alter ego when you had a bald head? No. You told me that you looked like Adam, so you called yourself Adam when you didn't have a wig on. No, babes, that was in year five when I had my hair cut really short. No. Oh. <laughs> And people in school used to call me Adam. <laughs> you got us totally wrong. <laughs> you were Adam at one stage. I was, I was. <laughs> no, but I used to have two different wigs called Victoria and Renee. One of them was blonde and Renee. one of them was brown. <laughs> that was her name. She was literally from France. That was her name. But yeah, I suppose I had eight months worth of treatment, chemotherapy. Um, lost all my hair. Got Well, I didn't get really self-conscious, I don't think. Because a lot of people would ask where I got my hair done when I used to wear the wigs out because I used to party all the way through that it was Mm. quite bad my doctor was like you're not allowed out and I was like no no that's fine drunk every weekend the worst person you're probably the only person I know on the planet who would be going through chemo (laughs) and be like I'm just going to go out and get smashed yeah but the girls were like oh girls Amy feels okay this weekend which was every weekend we should really go out with her (laughs) and I used to just be like girls I'm feeling great we should go out and they're like okay okay terrible friends every weekend we were out it was mental but they'd be like doing their hair and they'd be like, oh, my fringe isn't going right. And then I'd just look at them and be like, at least you've got hair. <laughs> <laughs> People used to ask me where I got my hair done when I went out. And I used, I used to be like, I'd either say, you know, it's a wig or Tony and Guy or somewhere really expensive. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a really, really bad part of my life. Um, I guess I'd, I was in college at the time and I had to quit that. 
like just sort of thinking that it was going to be worse than it was when really I probably could have could have gone to college yeah but it was through college that I met my big group of friends they did go to my school but we kind of we didn't really like each other in school why not well everybody liked me because I was just like one of those people that just went round class clown you a little bit I bet you were yeah I was was (laughs) but um so yeah I had a really good solid group of 10 girls and they all got the little um, Hodgkin's lymphoma emblem sign it was like a little flower they all got that tattooed on them which I thought was lovely I still haven't got that and they're like why haven't you got it yet and I'm like oh, I just uh, I don't know where to pull it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was me eight, eight months down the line got a little bit of pneumonia in the middle bit touch and go was that was a bit scary skipping ahead a bit what what have I missed I met you at my leaving do oh sorry about that so not all about you <laughs> Craig I had cancer you can't say that <laughs> proper milk in it so yeah me and Craig met when Craig was leaving to go on a round the world trip and I had cancer how selfish is that <laughs> so um yeah we met in this really grimy bar didn't we well it was my leaving do so we kind of went to my house first didn't we yeah we went to the club after got chatting and then we just clicked straight away, didn't we? Yeah, so you invited Luke, who's a mutual friend of ours, and that's how we kind of properly met, wasn't it? Mm. And then, yeah, so I, I went away, and we were just text back and forth, and email, and we just kept in touch the whole time, didn't we? Yeah. And then that's when, the, it was like, two was it two months into the trip, when you had the pneumonia? Might have been a bit more than that, but yeah. So yeah, I was like, should I fly home, what should I do, but... You managed to pull through and you told yeah. me to stay put. Because I was in intensive care one night, so yeah, it was man. quite scary to anybody that didn't know what was going on. And your mum actually found out, or she t- she found out, but told you like two years later that the doctors told her to like prepare for the worst, didn't she? Didn't she? It was, I think it did get to a, quite a bad stage. That's crazy. Asking friends to come in and see me and stuff. Bloody hell, babes. You just look after yourself, will you? I'm fine, mate. Me, top of the world, like. I think I've put all of like... I mean, I talk about it really positively now and, you know, like, nothing was, you know, too bad. But I think I put all the bad thoughts and things that happened to the back. And I've just kind of closed the door on them and forgotten about it. Which works for me, obviously, because I'm, you know, I try and be the best upbeat positive type of person that I can be. Living your best life. But yeah, I mean, it it was hard. Mm. I never got sick off the chemo, which was like a godsend the anti-sickness tablets they gave me were next level shit mm. but we should try them on a hangover one time and just see if it just gets rid of it because they're mad there they go yeah so where are we where are we at now so you got pneumonia i was still in australia happy days yeah but before uh, well whilst we were emailing back and forth we said didn't we wherever i was in the world that yeah. uh, you would fly out once you got the all yeah. clear we didn't really romanticize our meeting craig we were up till all hours, weren't we? Yeah. Walking the streets of Barry. You just fell in love with me. Whatever. It's understandable. <laughs> no, I did. I, I was instantly attracted to your like positive outlook on life. Well, it must have been, because I didn't have any eyebrows. Like You couldn't have looked at me and thought, oh, she's lush. No, I did think you were fit, though, babes. <laughs> you could see the potential. Yeah, yeah. I knew you had potential. <laughs> I was just worried about that hair on your toes growing back. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was crazy. It was a crazy time because you know I was going away with my pal, and I just you know was expecting to be away for a year. Yeah, we just met when we really didn't expect to. Yeah, so sometimes it happens like that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we made a promise like Amy would fly out to wherever I was, and it just so happened to be bloody Sydney, Australia. Yes, it did. Bloody hell, mate! It was class, wasn't it? So yeah, 
before that, obviously, it was October the 10th. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. Amy texts me because you had the all clear. How good is that? It was mad. Best Honestly, it's like so, so long ago that I forget all these little details and I wish, I wish I'd videoed it all just so I yeah, could remember. Because cool. you know me, I say now, like, if anyone's like, got any side effects of it, I've got no side effects at all apart from there's this one thing you get called chemo brain. When you're on chemo, like, you forget stuff. But I'm telling you now, it is it has changed my brain. I think you've got biscuit brain. No. You you eat so many biscuits it just clogs up your brain. No, it, it, I mean it might be, but <laughs> I, I I've got like Alzheimer's or something. I'm terrible, isn't I? Can pretty, never remember anything. Pretty bad. So yeah, so Amy flew out, got the clear in October, and then you flew out in December. That's right. And whilst uh, James and I were there, we planned a whole trip up the east coast with uh, the four of us. So me, James, Luke, and Amy. And you flew out in December, didn't you? We did four weeks. We did yeah, Fraser Island, Whit Sundays. Yeah. It was so good. It was brilliant, wasn't it? And it was really cool because that was like our first time together as a couple, mm-hmm. traveling. Like you don't get a better start than no, that, really, do you? No, I know. And don't ask me how I got travel insurance. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, how did you? I... No idea. I can't remember. So yeah, that was great. So um, with the ticket that I'd bought with James, it was an around the world ticket. So Amy flew home after four weeks back to London and I was supposed to go to Fiji, Hawaii in America. Just listen to this. Uh, and then my, our mates Carly and Adam were there in Australia and they were planning a road trip through New Zealand and they were like, do you guys want to come? And we were like, that would be amazing. Even though you had like a pound to your name. Yeah, if you guys are listening to this, you're probably not, but uh, we're really sorry that we were so stingy or skint because we just thought, <laughs> obviously if someone asks you on a road trip, you have to split everything but we were just like oh you know we'll just they're going anyway so we'll just jump in the car so rude, oh i know it was terrible but yeah we had a week in the north island which was the best week ever we kind of went pretty fast but stopped off in some really cool places got to wellington we were supposed to get the boat to the south island the next day and uh, we were in this campsite jumping around on this thing called a jumping pillow which is like a really thick kind of like a bouncy castle uh, thick rubber thing that you jump about on and I missed time to backflip. I landed on the top of my head and I broke my bloody neck. You absolutely never. Yep. That's mad, isn't it? How many times a day or a week do you hear people go, oh, watch out, you might break your neck? You have, you're so lucky, though, that nothing you know. came of it. I know. So tell, know. Us, tell us how it happened then, what, what exactly happened. So, yeah, I was doing backflips, getting a bit cocky because I just learned. And um, I was trying to do like a running backflip. And I did it without any hands, thinking I was the boy. And yeah, I just landed on the top of my head, came around, and I like must have been knocked out for a few seconds. And I thought I'd broken my arm, because my whole right arm just wouldn't move. And I was like, I've broken my arm. And all the guys were like, no, no, you landed on your head. And I was like, I've broken my neck, call the ambulance. You just knew. I just knew. I couldn't lift my head up. It was just like trying to tell your head to lift up, and nothing was happening. Now, that must have been the scariest thing in the entire world. Y- yeah, no, like it was... You just, it's just like adrenaline, isn't it? You're just like, what is happening here? Because I landed on it, all these kids were still bouncing around on it. So I was like, I need to get off this, because if it is a broken neck, then I could die by it. So James, like, cradled my head, and I pulled up my head with my left hand. With with my hair. Yeah. Slid off this thing into the sand. And then, uh, yeah, just, I was like, James, call an ambulance, mate. He was like, are you sure? I was like, he I can't. didn't believe you, did he? He didn't believe me. He's the ultimate sceptic. He's like you. Didn't believe anything. So uh, 
even when the sirens were coming, he was like, those sirens for you, mate. How do you feel about that? And I was like, I need it. <laughs> Wasn't he like, oh, walk it off. You'll yeah, be all right. Yeah, he was walking off. <laughs> Little did he know. Yeah, crazy. So anyway, yeah, went to, went to hospital. Uh, they did a few checks and stuff. Had and then a bunch of morphine, didn't you? Yeah, they jacked well, straight away. They, I was like, give me morphine. And they just pumped me full of it. So I was like, yes, this is amazing. But yeah, it's so weird when something like that happens to you. It was like laying in the sands, just like crying, feeling so vulnerable. I was thinking about my mum, thinking about Amy. And I was just like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So yeah, they did the checks, told me what I, the damage I'd actually done. So I'd broken and dislocated C4 and C5, I think shattered one of them to pieces and yeah it's crazy just for doing a couple of little backflips like mm. a little douchebag yeah and when I, when I see those videos now people doing that I'm just like oh be careful <laughs> <laughs> I used to laugh before when people like landed badly but now I'm like oh my god yeah awful you know what, what can happen yeah so what happened then how did they fix you so luckily one of the best orthopedic surgeons in the world was in New Zealand at that point and he came well, he was in the hospital so he fixed me but I had to have a, a bone graft from my hip to replace the, the broken bone and then I before that I had to have a halo traction device and if anyone's seen the films where people break their necks and they've got those crazy big frames around their head uh, I had one of those and it was the worst experience of my life I was like laying down in the hospital bed, they were explaining what they were gonna ha- what was gonna happen, and um, they were like, "Are you ready?" And I was like, "I thought I was gonna be asleep." They're like, "No, no, we need you awake in case something goes wrong." And then they whipped out a little Phillips screwdriver <laughs> and just started screwing bolts into my skull. Oh, my it was God. like you could hear it. It was like like screeching in. Oh, it was horrible. I can't even describe the pain, but it was like two on my forehead and then two behind my ears. It was like having your head in a vice. They and did give you a little bit of anaesthetic for that, though, didn't they? Yeah, they gave me needles, but like, yeah, needles wherever the bolts were going to go in. But it, it sort of numbed the pain, but the sensation, and, and when it hit my skull, oh, oh mate. Oh, my God. Not for me. I, I wouldn't want to do that again. No. So, so that was fun. Um, and yeah, there was a nurse that looked after me until my mum came out, Jenny. And we actually went back on our first ever King It trip to meet her, yeah. which was really cool. But yeah, my mum flew out and she came to rescue me, so it was always good having your mum there. So that's my story. So I was supposed to finish my trip off, ended up breaking my neck and coming home. But I'd actually pinched the nerves in my neck, that's why my right arm didn't work. So for three months, my arm just like flopped about. <laughs> but every day I would get a bit more sensation back and I could lift it a bit higher. And luckily, there's, there's nothing wrong with me apart from a little creaky neck every now and again. When it's winter and it gets cold because there's a big metal plate in there. Yeah. Should right. we should we all just cry together, Craig? <laughs> we are actual liabilities, though. I know. And and when I when I got home, I went to see my doctor and just I didn't even know. I think they said, "Oh, go and see your GP when you get home." And I showed him the X-rays and stuff, and he was like, "What have you done?" I was like, "I broke my neck," and he was like, "Ha ha!" And he was like looking through the paperwork, and he was like, "You've actually broken your neck," and he was so shocked. He was like, I remember him saying, he was like, you you are so lucky. He was like, a millimetre left or right and you would have either been quadriplegic in a wheelchair or you would have died instantly. And That's I was like, so oh my God. I, I Like, I knew it was bad. Like, when people say, oh, you've broken your neck, I knew it was bad. But until the doctor, yeah. I think in New Zealand, they were trying to sort of dumb it down, be yeah. like, oh, you know, okay. you'll be all right. Yeah. But my doctor was like, yeah, you, you should have died. Jeez. <laughs> Crazy. So there we go. Don't and do backflips. And if you had have, um, gone to the light, 
Where do you think I'd be now? Um, in the co-op still, I reckon. <laughs> Working in the co-op. Saving petrol to people. <laughs> On the dole. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So there's a little background for you. That's kind of our story, isn't it? Hmm. So we've both had little brushes with death, haven't we? Yeah, and a lot of people are like, oh, so is that why you do what you do now? You know, live every day to the fullest and all that cheesy malarkey. What would you say? Like, I think it is, but I, like, obviously I was in Australia and I was in New Zealand after. I think I've always just wanted to travel. Yeah. Because um, um, one of my best pals, Will, he went to Australia um not long after school and I was just obsessed with like going away and going traveling so I think I've always wanted to do it but yeah I think it you know you've got to be a certain type of person haven't you to <clears throat> want to have your own business and travel and go out there and get it instead of just being like oh I'm just gonna do the nine to five or whatever yeah because I don't think I think if I hadn't have met you I would literally be doing a nine to five like I haven't I haven't got that part of my brain that tells me Oh, you know, you don't have to settle for this. This isn't what you have to do. You could have the balls to do something more with your life. I never had them. And a lot of people don't have them. Or they just haven't met the right person to click that into their brain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just society, though, isn't it? It breeds people that way. Like, you know, people don't say to you, you can do whatever you want. They say, you know... You gotta get a job. Job, kids, or, house, all that yeah. jazz. You yeah. gotta go to uni, or you gotta get a job, or you need a trade. Yeah. Nobody says to you, you can run, a, you can run a business online, travelling. Yeah. My mum would never tell me that. Do you know what I mean? No. I had to work it out for myself. Yeah, but you're very smart, like that, Craig. Cheers. Um, thanks. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I'll send you the bill. <laughs> now we have been lucky. I think it's just having a dream, isn't it? And I think. I, as soon as I saw vlogging and I saw YouTube, because I was doing video before we left. Yeah. And we'd always, so fast forward, how many years? Five, six years? Something like that. We dosed about, we tried uni, stuff like Not that, didn't me. we? Three months, Christmas. <laughs> then, oh, you got home. in. How did you get in? <laughs> well, I didn't, did I? Clearance, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Plymouth were like, yeah, we'll have you. And I was like, righto. I was like, mum, where's Plymouth? Because we're going for uni. <laughs> so that So that happened for three months. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Swansea, did photojournalism, and dropped out after the first year. Yeah, you've always been like a photo video person, haven't you? Yeah. Like, I was a dog groomer, that's where I've come from. Yeah, that's your background. Passionalised within the canine breed. Passionalised? No, my passion lies. Oh, your passion lies. So, uh, yeah, everything I've learned has been through Craig with, in regards to, like, photo and video, and uh, now Send I'm better bill. than him, so... <laughs> Send you the bill, son. You're pretty shit hot, him. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a dream. Ah, we had a dream! <laughs> now, I saw... I was doing video and photo, like, music videos, bits and bobs for people. And the then... P, for P. Diddy and that? Yeah, Diddy, you Is know... Is it? Uh, the game. All right. Stuff, people like that, you know. Oh, no I didn't big. know that. Yeah. I was pretty big in the game, it knew me. But you've turned all them down to work with me. See Homer. Then I saw I saw vlogs, I saw Ben Brown, so if you listen to this, Ben Brown, thanks for inspiring me. Casey Neistat as well. And then I was like, we can do this. This could one hundred percent be something we could do. And I knew I knew like eventually we could make money, but I just didn't know how. Yeah. But I was like, let's just keep doing it. So for like two two years, or even now, four years later. Amy just still doesn't know what's happening. I, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable. Like, first year, I was just like, hang on, what are we doing with these videos? <laughs> we've made we've made how much? 
No, it isn't. It was like 80 pence or something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I didn't really know what was what, I guess. I'm always a couple of steps behind you, and I, Craig? Yeah, you catch up eventually. <laughs> Makes for good TV. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so here we are now. Like It's crazy how far we've come. So it's been four years. So we started with our first trip back in 2014. And we did... Oh, here we go now. Let's see if the Alzheimer's is working on me. So you did like... In no particular order. <laughs> LA, San Francisco. Missed one. Um, Vegas. Missed one. Where we spent all our money. What, like London? New York. Oh, New York. Uh, Japan, Hawaii. Um, Thailand, we did Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos, uh, Bali. Did we do Bali? And then we went over to Australia and ended up working in New Zealand for eight months. Mm. Craig worked for a bungee company, which I was not happy with. And yes, he did bungee on his breaks. Of course I did. And I worked for a cookie company. Got really fat. It was great. So this is the part of the podcast where you're about to, we're about to drop some knowledge. And we got some questions as well. So I'll start it off. Oh, you know I'm not any good at this. This is not a que- this is not a question. This is just a fact for you. Okay, but how true is it though? It's a hundred percent true. How do you know? Because I googled it. Yeah, but how do you know Google's right? I'm fifty percent sure it's true. Okay, I'm happy with that. Okay, you ready? Yeah. American Airlines once cut costs by removing one olive from each of their salads in the 1980s. Shut up. How much do you think they saved by just cutting one olive out over a whole year? All right, so I've got a few questions about this one. <laughs> okay. One, why is there olives in a salad? You love olives. Yeah, but I don't like salads. <laughs> why would you put them together? <laughs> why would you ruin olives? Why with would the you put salad in your olives? <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Um, how much is an olive? <laughs> Just one. So I can work this out. <laughs> How much is an olive? All right, so I'm going to guess. All right, a cu- couple more things. So... Oh, here we go. So, um... This is my daily life. Just... This isn't un- unnormal. This isn't my <laughs> daily life with Amy. I could tell her that the sun's shining and she'll ask me six questions. All right, but I need to know a few more facts All right. before I figure this out. Go so, on then, hit me with your second question. So, over how many years did they do this? So, this is just in one year. In how one much year. profit did they make from cutting one olive? Okay, £33,000. was That's... Pretty much spot on. It's forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand dollars. You got <laughs> that? Is might actually be spot on. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Come on, Aim. <laughs> How much is that? Forty thousand dollars from just taking one one olive out. So did they? They buy them by the month, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so today I'm going to take three olives, but tomorrow I'm going to only have one. Do you know what I mean? I'm... They don't buy a pack of. Can I purchase them by the month? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know what I mean? Like, because if you're getting them from, you know, mass produced from some kind of factory mm. and they sell them in, you know, packets of a hundred. I don't think they do it by packets of, of like numbers. They probably do it by weight, don't they? Because obviously some olives are right, bigger enough. than them. Fair enough. Well, there you are. You've answered that. Happy days. There you go. You usually haven't got an answer for my question, so that'll do. All right, let me come at you with a fact. Go on then. Turtles can breathe through their bums. <laughs> Shit the fuck up. On my life. That is not true. Well, I mean, Google says it is, so I, I reckon that's true. Imagine taking a breath of air through your bum hole. Nah, that'd be strange. That'd be really strange. And salty. It'd be wicked for snorkeling, though, wouldn't it? 
You just have your bum out the air, though. You'd look really weird. <laughs> yeah, you could snorkel all day like yeah, that. Yeah, I suppose. You know, you only need your eyes to see. <laughs> what? All right, another fact for you. Hang on, what do you mean you only need your eyes to see? Well, you want you if you're snorkeling. Right. You you need your eyes to be under the water. So if your bum's up, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But what if a seagull comes? You're not going to see that. It's going to bite you in the bum hole. When's that ever happened? Well, Snor- you can't breathe through your bum hole, can you? <laughs> Snorkeler attacked by seagull. Let's move on. It is physically impossible for pigs to look up to the sky. I know this isn't travel related, but... That's have, not... Uh, have you ever thought about that? That's not true. What? I've seen a pig look up the sky. No, you haven't, though. I have. What was his name? What, the exactly. One that, the one that we walked. Remember that pig we walked? <laughs> ba- ba- Babs. Babs. No, but she never looked up to the sky. She did, yeah. No, it's impossible because of their necks. Go on, elaborate. Are you watching? <laughs> What do you mean? You're not a pig. <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing the action as though I was a pig. So if, obviously you can't see this, Amy's leaning into the microphone and tilting her head up. But not enough to be able to see the sky. <laughs> what do you the think they think's thing. up there? They're just like, got no... Well, they are peripheral vision, but if they can't look up, they're like... I don't think that's true. I need to look into that. All right, sceptical Sally. Been hanging around with you. All right, here we go. Right. I've got... This one's going to blow your mind. I think this is going to cause you some problems. Oh, should we not? Should we not say it then? No, I need to tell you it. You but ready? what if I can't sleep? This isn't really travel related either. This is to do with space. But here we go. <sighs> if the sun were the size of a white blood cell, then the Milky Way galaxy would be the size of the United States. Whoa! What do you think about that? That's mental. How big's the United States? <laughs> I know it's pretty big. The United States. The United. <laughs> That's mind-blowing, isn't it? What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, who who, who said that then? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, so doesn't Michael really from matter. down the road has gone, right, I reckon... No, it's not It's not like a, it's not like a I reckon. It's, it's based on size and volume. So satellites have told you this, is it? <laughs> no. Yeah, but how have you found out how big the Milky Way is? Because they've got telescopes, haven't they? lasers and stuff nah nah it's endless do you know like if you look at a star that star's probably died like millions of years ago yeah yeah i know all that right but if you've just said the milky way's endless the united states of america isn't endless no but that's not what they're saying a white blood cell all right all right <laughs> oh i get it i get it that's fine I you, don't got, you. you got any questions for me so, um, okay, let me make this fact into a question. That's what I'm doing with mine. Oh, you're so clever, Craig. <laughs> so, hang on a minute, I start to think about this. What is the only part of the world that doesn't have any land, but you can walk on it? What? Oh, it's a riddle, Craig. <laughs> only part of the world that doesn't have land? Yeah, but you can walk on it. This is sick. That was actually a really good riddle. The poles? Sorry? The north and south poles. Oh, you're, you're really good at this. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there is actually no <laughs> land on the north pole, only ice on top of the sea. Yeah. There's no land. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. You need to go back to school, son. I do need to go back to school. But it's part, it's part of the map. Yeah. Like the north pole isn't, isn't the sea part of the map. It's got land there. 
No, it's got ice there. No. It's white on a map, isn't it? No, it isn't. It, it, it is. The circumference of it, 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 sh- it shows it. So it's bullshit, <laughs> basically. All right, I got a question for you. you. Ready for this? I'm ready. The Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. How many miles does it span? and I should know this because I google the Great Wall of China quite a lot <laughs> wait there do you? yeah I, I love it I need we need to go Craig how many times a week? oh that's none of your business <laughs> um I'm gonna say I google the Great Wall of China quite a lot <laughs> that's a quote right there one for the website alright so um is it gonna be more than I think it is? probably yeah should we say like 158 miles? <laughs> Is it more than that? It's way more than that. Like, like, um... Alright, you get one more guess. 812. 13,000 miles. Shut up. How mental is that? Is it really? Yep. And you can walk all of that? Well, no, I think there's parts of it that are, like, broken. But, yeah, you can walk most of it. And what was it made for? Just a great wall, isn't it? No. Was, it a ba- was there a battle? Yeah, the Battle of the North and the East of China. There's no point in trying to make it up, Craig. <laughs> Let me Google it real quick, because I'd like to know as well. If, I mean, if we're going to give people knowledge... These might all be fake facts, Why though. is the Great Wall of China there? No. <laughs> That's something I'd do. Emperor Qin Shi Huang yeah. in the 3rd century BC. Yeah. Um, can I just mention, you kind of need to be a little bit more prepared for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. We'll leave that there. If you want to know uh, why it was built, then uh, Google it. We should have phone-ins. Yeah, we should. And we could have people ring in. The problem is no one would phone in. <laughs> you got any more questions for me? i got one more for you. All right, go on then. Just considering you just did really shit with your last one. I know, I didn't have any more. This is the problem with you. I can't just give you a fact. You want to know every fact about that fact. You need to come at me knowing everything I'm going to ask you. All right, which country in the world has the most islands? You know what, Craig? Yeah. That's my last fact. Is it? It is. Shut up. On my life. What is it? What have you got? It's Finland. You were on the same website as me again, weren't you? Possibly, but can you believe it's got all... It has almost 180,000 islands more than any country on Earth. Yeah. Mental. I thought it would be the Philippines. The Philippines, 100%. Yeah. Like. That's what I thought you were going to say, but you had it written I down. I would already. have said the Philippines. I can't believe it though. 180,000 island. Oh, do you reckon we could buy one? <laughs> They've got to be like small enough to go up for sale. Th- this for me though, right? 180,000 is a big number, isn't it? Yeah. I reckon there's a guy there just going, oh, there's a pebble in the sea. That's an island. Yeah. you got to wonder what. What, what counts as one? Yeah. Because I'd say you have to be able to, like, at least sit on it. So I think that is about it for this week's podcast. You have a great time. Probably call it a day there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a brilliant Craig. I had a brilliant time, Craig. <laughs> you had a brilliant Craig. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show. Can I come back next week? You're most welcome to come back because uh, you, you had some good chat and some good facts. I'll invoice you. <laughs> So, thanks so much for listening to the first ever King It podcast. Make sure you subscribe, if you can even do that on a podcast, I'm not sure yet. And uh, make sure you come back and actually go and listen to the next episode, because it's out already. Yeah, we've made sure we've put out three for you lucky devils. So the next one is about um, starting something. Yeah, how, how to, to start, start anything. anything. There we go.
So yeah, if you thanks a bunch if you've sort of listened to us on your way to work or if you've had to like pause us, go into the shop for a coffee and come back out. We're still here for you. We'll always be here for you. Yeah. And also if you download all three and then give us a review, obviously give it five stars. Obviously. You can be entered in to win a massive, massive prize. It's gonna be a travel bundle of a bunch of cool stuff and some king in it clothes. I'm not messing about. That this sounds is what... <laughs> wonderful. Oh, that's pretty good, isn't it? Cool. Thanks again, guys. Always remember, rule your own world. One, two, three. Bye! Bye.